Hey guys, it's me, Danny. Now in my 20s, I thought I knew everything. Couldn't tell me nothing. Then I hit my 30s and I didn't think I knew anything. I wished somebody would have told me something. But now that I'm living in my 40s, I'm real comfortable living this life in the Middle Ages. So I thought I'd get together with a couple of my friends who also are in that same age bracket so that we can have some talks about what I believe are some shared experiences. Now, either you've gone through them, you will go through them, or you know somebody who went through them. It's all about conversation. It's all about community here. So listen, comment down below if you have anything to say. If you don't, just make sure you subscribe so you know we're here every week. Like it if you really just like what's going on and share it with a friend if you know somebody who could benefit from what's going on. So let's sit back and see what the people have to say. I don't pay nothing out. This is all conversations mm-hmm. and storytelling right and that it helps with your with growth for everybody that's been on here and anybody that's listening it really you know someone might be able to identify with some of the conversations that's happening and they too may have ways in which they would want to contribute and or prolong the conversation which is which is great so if somebody can get something from this yes i understand there's no compensation and everything but you're doing it for a reason because and that reason is it's an important one right right i mean yes i i have dreams and aspirations and for this to go grow bigger and be more and do more but but at this point and at all points my 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 purpose uh my goal even if even if there was like money even if there was a sponsor even if this could be a show a tv show all of that um it still is to be able to give people space to to give tell their stories and because I always feel like it's therapeutic like you know I just feel like we I run across a lot of people who always say like nobody knows right nobody else knows how it feels what a heavy statement though because there are people who knows it's just that we don't know that We don't know them, but that too, wouldn't you say that that too is like such a common, a common statement? It is. It is very, it, 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 that's again, one of the reasons why I want to do this because for me, how I run across people and, you know, I have a conversation with people all the time. And when I have conversation with people, I hear a lot of nobody talks about, nobody Mm -hmm. knows, nobody, you know, you feel lonely and I'm going, but I, me, myself have heard four other people say, the same thing you know about the same thing and I want to be saying like but you're not alone I know for other people who could have a conversation with you today but because quite honestly folks folks may feel sorry for talking over you folks may feel as though they they are alone because they don't know the people the Mm -hmm. four the four people that you know they Mm -hmm. don't know but I think what is pretty awesome or what would be pretty awesome is if you can connect those four people to that person or that person to the four people. And that's now what they want to do with it after that, that's up to them. And you know, a lot of people, they don't want to do anything with it. They just want to say, nobody understands. And then what do we do? <laughs> you know, we're crying and, and <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. we're in a corner and I'm not making 
yes, I just made light of it, but but my intent is, is, to, yeah. is to really yeah. just make it known yeah. that sometimes we like to rub on our stuff for a little bit longer and we no, don't necessarily go along looking for the people to help us or who can relate to us. So, um, so for example, I had, I had a, a medical emergency a few years ago and I think it's about four years, seven, 20, end of 2017. Wow. Almost five years. Almost five years now. Wow. It's almost five years, December 27th, 2017. So I really was fighting for my life at that point. Right. I didn't know I was fighting for my life because I was in a coma. So didn't have any clue. I wake, I woke up how many ever days later I woke up and I find out that I had a life altering situation that happened. I have an ostomy, right? I, I didn't even know what the hell an ostomy, what, what the heck is this? My intestine is outside of my body. <laughs> what is, you, you know? So when you woke up in a bag, you know, so I'm thinking nobody knows what this is like. What in the, everybody that's standing around me, who's coming in and out of my room, who's like, oh my goodness, this is so wonderful. Praise God, you're alive. And the whole time I'm laying there thinking, you don't know the hell that I, what, have you any idea? You don't know, nobody knows. And then I got into this space of, truly believing that no one knew mm-hmm. of what I felt <laughs> but you know what my ostomy nurse she came in she came in almost every day to check on me and as she's cleaning my wounds and all of that <laughs> she's telling me that she had to hurry up because she had to go down the hall to another person who has an ostomy and then she already worked with three other people who had ostomies this morning. So, and like it was their around. first times as well. It so was all was around. Like, I'm sorry. So it was literally all around. It was all around me on that say, on that very floor, sixth floor, mm-hmm. all around me, but I didn't know. However, in my circle, in my bubble, I should say, right. I felt alone because the people who I was speaking with who were, family, family and friends and, and all of that, they didn't know what to do with, with what I was dealing with. And I didn't know what to do with what I was dealing with. So yes, absolutely. I felt I was one of those people. Okay. Let me just tell you, right. I was one of those, those individuals that was like, Okay. So nobody for real knows anything about what I was, what I'm dealing with. And I went into a depression. Mm-hmm. My thought was I was at the time I was 47. I was 47. And my, my whole thought was I'm 47 years old and I'm living with this, you know, I have to live like this. This is all, this is all in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm living like this. Is this going to, 
how how am I going to handle this? And how can you tell me it's going to be okay? Oh, Jen, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. When you are the that well, when I was that age, I never thought that anything of that would happen to me. Now, do we know what's going to happen to us? No, of course not. But that was like out of left field. <laughs> and so feeling like you're alone sometimes allow, allows you the excuse or gives you the excuse to isolate. Mm-hmm. Even when people are around. Listen, even when people are around, just like I didn't really, I didn't really have a whole lot of people every moment, but I had consistent, my parents were there. Mm-hmm. right my parents were there and I still felt alone because of not being able to relate to the having somebody who's relatable as far as somebody who's you know going through the same procedure or having something similar or and even, I think even for you maybe not even having the conversation, feeling like you have the conversation from anybody else who had like the near death experience on whatever medical plane, you know? Right, right. right. Talking about it, talking about it going was not something that I even knew how to do. I, I figured that I needed to talk about it and conversation is important and sharing, you know, thoughts and, and, and feelings. But I have to tell you that during that time, especially the first two months in the hospital, I didn't think that I can even find the words to say how I really felt words besides I'm sad. Like there was, there's more than that, right. That I was feeling deep down on the inside, but I couldn't get it out. So what would the expectation be then for me to be able to, you know, be strong and, and present myself in such a way for my, for my daughter, right? Who it was hard for her to, to fathom what was happening, hard for me to fathom what was happening. And I really was thinking this is the end. This is the end. I didn't even hit God. I didn't even hit 50 yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to know what that feels like. <laughs> and, and I'm a little like You away. can't tell nobody that. Right. Like you're right. in the hospital. Everybody wants you to be thankful that you're yes. alive. Yes. Part of you is going. <laughs> I, I feel like, because we know I've had a near death too. Part of it yeah. feels like, why didn't you take me? Because right. I got to live like this. Mm-hmm. why didn't you take me that's one and you don't want to tell nobody that you don't want to be laying in the bed like I know all of y'all are grateful that I'm alive but I'm feeling like now now did you feel like that at all when did you uh, feel- when I went blind yes okay when when I went blind because they couldn't tell me that I was going to get my sight back okay so um so you went in seeing yes feeling feeling horrible all of that going through the process and then pretty much woke up blind no I woke up in the ICU and I could see even when I woke up in the ICU I woke up in the ICU the second day I got there I could see then 
I was okay. in the ICU for like four days. I could see all those days. They took me down to my regular room and I went to bed that night. When I woke up, I couldn't see nothing. The devil. The devil. <laughs> the devil was busy. Was busy. Was the devil busy. Was Girl, I that's couldn't a whole see. conversation we need to talk about one day. That whole statement. You know, the I devil don't was busy. <laughs> you know, I don't like the devil. We can definitely talk about it because I. But hate. anyway, <laughs> I hate the, the devil. The devil was busy, girl. They it done took your sight. The devil done took my sight. With the, you done left the, the devil you done left heaven and went down to hell. Plan for bad. The Lord turned into good. I you know, I just don't like none of those things, but um. Oh my God. Excuse me to all the pastors that say it. Um so you so you were you woke up. I woke you were up. down, they changed your room, you got up and you were blind. I could not see. I was holding my phone. I grabbed That's... my phone and uh -huh. I was just like, you know, I thought maybe something was wrong in the room. So okay. I reached around for my phone because your phone gonna have a light on it, you know, as soon as you touch it. So I touch it, mm -hmm. I can't see nothing. Mm -mm. Um, I, what? Nurse button. They came in. They were like, you know, they're like, yes. How how can I help you? And I was like, yeah, I can't see. Oh my! And gosh. I used to could. Because <laughs> 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 somebody come help me. So they came oh in. Gosh. They was trying to do some. Can you see this? Mm -mm. Can you oh. see this? Mm -mm. And then somebody had to come in and explain, like, you know, you're you have diabetes, sis, and you almost went out from that. What? Mm -hmm. We told you the other day you almost went out from that. This is maybe the stress response from that. Oh wow. And um we don't know if it's gonna come back because lots of people lose their sight because of diabetes. So yeah. I was like, and my daughter. My daughter was getting ready to come to the hospital. She called me. Mm -hmm. I answered the phone blind. Um, and I Did was you just tell her? No. I couldn't, I couldn't get the words out. Mm -hmm. I was just trying to get my mind. Look, she calling me right now. My poor baby. Um, I was mm -hmm. trying to get my I was trying to get my mind together for the visit. I could see but that. When she came, I broke down. I can't. I couldn't do it because I can't see and nobody can tell me if I could see like mm -hmm. that's that the thought of that is paralyzing. I mean, I'm just listening to your story and I'm thinking that alone that's paralyzing. And then how, how do you deal with that? Like, how do you deal with that in the moment? Right. In the so moment. allowing 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 us to feel whatever we feel in the moment is what we should be inviting people to do and not necessarily you don't know if it's going to be okay so the words that we say sometimes are so rote right it's so they're so traditional mm -hmm. but sometimes it's not a matter of responding responding with words sometimes it's just being present and sometimes it's going the hell away like, yeah that's true too i need that's some time to be alone because my thoughts can't i'm entertaining you and a lot of times when you're in the hospital when when family and friends come they they're coming to want to see you better 
right? And so sometimes you feel like you have to present your better or your best self that you have to give while people are there. Because when you're not, if you give one, oh, and then everybody's like, what's wrong? Why do you get it? And you're just like, I don't want none of y'all doctors. (laughs) Somebody (laughs) needs to go out there and find somebody in a white lab coat. Please. And then when they come in, I want all y'all to leave because I don't know what they're about to tell me. Right. (laughs) Even though you also need somebody to be there because in that state, when people are talking, you can hear them, but you can't. Mm-hmm. You're right. You're right. Yeah, like, that was definitely. I, 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 I would say that yes, I have felt that and experienced that. Now, I know you and I have had conversations in the past about our respective um, me, um, health, physical health problems that brought us to the hospital or whatever we experienced in the hospital. But I have to tell you, I don't think I've ever said to you that you are the only person that I know of that I am friends with who had a similar experience as far as a near death experience. Mm -hmm. So when I can, I can, I can no longer say, well, I don't know anyone Mm -hmm. or no one understands because my situation specifically may not be yours and vice versa. It's still a traumatic experience that we both went through. And were you in your forties then? Were you just 40 or not yet? 2019, which was mm-hmm. three. Yeah. Four so you were what, 41, 42? Right. And so here you are a mom in her, in her early forties, not thinking that and a grandmother. Oh my gosh. Yes. That's so awesome. That is so awesome. Um, but not even thinking that this is, that this is something that's actually going to happen to me. Right. I didn't know. I knew I was sick. And I knew I knew I was sick too. I knew I was sick. And I knew that it was not reversing itself. Whatever was happening to me was not reversing. I did not know I had diabetes. Okay. Um, so I did not know that that's what was happening to me. Mm -hmm. But there were lots of signs had I knew any signs of diabetes. Okay. At all, right? Like I know, in hindsight, would you have done anything different? Would you have gone to the hospital sooner? Sooner, yes. I would have. I would have. I would at least went to the Med Express. Now, there may be some people who are listening to this that I lied to and said that I went to Med Express. I never went because I thought that it was going to be reversible. I, what I thought was I was dehydrated, and if I just go ahead on and hit myself with some Gatorades, I'd be okay. But isn't that what we do, though? Seriously. Yes, especially when you don't take care of yourself. I'm sorry? Especially when you don't know about about really taking care of yourself. But we take care of our children. We take care of our partners. We take care of our homes. We we go to work. we We have all of the responsibilities that we do. Actually, I can say you and I, we take care of our responsibilities. 
accept the responsibility of ourselves. Because we have been taught that the the black myth of the superwoman black woman, where you just supposed to push through and you know it, it and you put yourself last, humble yourself to put yourself last and you know give to everybody. It's a, prop, it's, it's a lie. It is it's a, a lie. lie. It's and it is toxic behavior. Yes. It is yes. toxic behavior to not put yourself first. It is toxic behavior to not go get your body checked out. It is toxic. You should not be waiting until you feel bad to go get checked out and not till you wait to the end of days because I was at the end of moments. Mm-hmm. I was at the end of moments. Now, when they picked me up, when the paramedics came and got me, uh-huh. They told my daughter, oh, she probably just has the flu. The last words that I said before I didn't have nothing else to say was, Raven, this is not the flu. Do not let them treat me for that. And then mm-hmm. after that, I passed out. I knew I didn't have the flu. It was way right. worse than that. Way worse than that. Mm-hmm. And so um, I knew that I knew that I was sick. But I didn't take care of myself well enough. I didn't do it. I I just let it go. So when I went blind, I kind of just felt like I brought myself here. I can't complain. I mm-hmm. brought myself here. I can't complain. I didn't have a complaint. If they told me, if they would have told me they needed to cut an eyeball out. Uh-huh. At that you point, would've... I would have just been like, I brought myself here. Sure. Let's take the eyeball I guess you know sure um, I complain a lot now about my glasses because <laughs> because although I have not been able to see for real since 2019 it really mm-hmm. just hit me like the last three months that I really got to wear glasses like every day mm-hmm. like it just hit me and I'm just like people do this all the time like every day like <laughs> Every day, people get up and put glasses on before they even get out of the bed. (laughs) I know that my glasses doesn't compare to your ostomy every day. I would never say that it is the same. But in my life, the drastic change that I really need, because you know me, I'll come out, I won't even, I'll come out to go, like, we're going to go hang out. I'll come out, I won't even have the glasses. Get in the car and be like, oh, I can't see my phone. That's mm. still a thing. Like, it was a thing this morning, but still, like, hmm. I, I usually look over, like, wait a minute. You'll be like, you don't got your glasses. You got your glasses. You good? And I'd be like, uh, my glasses. It's not real. <laughs> but I literally cannot see. Like, it, it, I'm talking to you now on the screen. If I take, when I take these things off, blurry, blurry. Mm. And I still can't have not come to terms with the fact that I did this to me. And that's where it is. I I truly believe that that is where it is. It is, it is a moment where we have to stop and say, I did this. Like you said, putting, you can't put the blame on anyone else. We did it to ourselves. My, when I tell you I was doubled over, my stomach was hurting me as though I, as though I ate something. I had, I don't know. I started giving diagnosing myself. I said I had food poisoning. 
how the hell you have food poisoning when you didn't eat anything, right? <laughs> I started saying, oh, maybe it's menstrual cramps. Mm -hmm. I wasn't bleeding. I knew fully well that it wasn't even the time, but I allowed myself to think everything else. And I said, you know what? I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to take ibuprofen. I'm going to take a laxative. I'm going to take a this and I'm going to take a that. And none of it worked. None of it worked. So my colon had to rupture and I became septic in order for me to wake up and real and and see that I did this to me. Now, how long before the rupture were you feeling sick? Do you do you? I, okay, I I know exactly when I I started I started feeling ill right after Thanksgiving okay. of that year. So almost a month. Almost a month but it, it intensified. It just, it just got worse and worse and worse. Right. So that's what made me think of food poisoning. But I, uh, I mean, I just put that label on because I was like, eh, maybe I ate something. Mm -hmm. Right. Because it wasn't that far from, uh, from Thanksgiving. And then I went, I went to the, I went to the emergency room okay. one day and they said, well, let's just, they're going to keep me for a test. Okay. They kept me for one night because I remember eating a grilled cheese sandwich and it just, it, I threw it up. I, what in the world? Like, why isn't anything going on, going down? That's why I went the first time and okay. they kept me overnight. And, and the doctor came back and said that, I have um, intestinal inflammation in my intestines and it is very possible that I have diverticulitis. Okay. I didn't know what the hell that man was talking about. I didn't even have the brain cells at the time to even research it. Okay. So I- Because of the gave, pain? Well- Yes, because of the pain. The pain wasn't as severe the the when he spoke with me. Th that was the next morning before he discharged me. I just I just overnighted there. Okay. And I remember him him giving me um he told me to take antibiotics. But you know, they were bigger than have you ever seen you've seen the 800 milligrams of ibuprofen? They yeah. were bigger than that. I took the I took the um I took that, took the, the medicine right before I was discharged and they, they filled up my script, gave it to me. And a friend of mine came to pick me up. We were in the elevator and I said, I still don't feel well. I don't feel well. It's, it's not as bad as it was when I came in yesterday, but I know that I am not feeling well. She said, do you want to go back? And I said, no. And, and inwardly, I, I became embarrassed because I, I know that I did this to me, right? And so in my embarrassment, I just said, no, I said, no, I don't want to go back. And so I'm just going to go home, lay it down, continue to take the, take the, the medicine. Well, here's the problem. I couldn't take the, I couldn't take the, the medicine anymore because 
it just, I, I could not swallow it. Mm-hmm. It was just too much. Mm-hmm. All of that to say, weeks went by, weeks and weeks went by. And well, two more weeks went by and then it was time for Christmas. And I went home for Christmas, went to my parents for Christmas. And I was sick. The I was sick traveling there. I was sick the whole time. I stayed in bed, all of those things. Again, I had the, I had the uh, antibiotics with me, but I couldn't swallow them. Mm-hmm. So my mom said, well, maybe we should cut it, cut them up, you know, and then you can, t- I didn't even, I didn't even want to sip on water. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was the day I came back from New York is when that night is when I went into the hospital because I, I knew that death was knocking on my door. I knew it. And I felt like, not that, not that 47 is old. I didn't, I don't think 47 is old now, obviously I'm 51. So 47 wasn't old, but I, I realized that I should have been more mature in my thinking because of the lived experience that I've had. Okay. Right. So I I know that that's not necessarily a number 47, 48, right. But I should have, I should have been thinking more. So I spent my 48th birthday at the hospital Mm -hmm. and lots of reflection, lots of reflection. And as much as everybody around me, and again, there weren't that many, many people, but those who were around me, they were so excited that I lived, that I had a second chance because they did call everyone in and tell them that this is my, you know, they called my pastor in to give me the last rites prayer and blessing and whatever else. And, and I mean, my parents needed to pick out a casket, all of that. And everybody was excited that I had a second chance. Right. And so I call this my new normal. Mm-hmm. I call it my new normal. But while we were having the birthday, I had a little, somebody brought me a little happy birthday crown and I had a muffin. I have pictures of it. And I, every time I see that picture, I actually still taste the buttery, everything that everything was butter to me, every single thing. But anyway, um, everybody was so happy. They were so excited. They were like, oh my gosh, yes. You know, she's able to celebrate her birthday because we actually lost her. They had to bring her back. They put her in a coma, you know, all of these things. And I'm laying in the bed thinking, I don't even know if I want to be here. Mm-hmm. I know I should be excited. And as a Christian, you know, that's a whole nother, <laughs> that's a whole nother conversation, girl, because my goodness, it's like as a Christian, you're not supposed to tell the truth about how you really feel. <laughs> yes. yes. No. I and everybody like waiting I for you to be a testimony. Yes. You know, you're like, not today. Testimony. What the hell? No damn testimony. I'm laying there like I'm shitting outside of the side of my side of my 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 waist, my belly. I'm not testifying that right now. No. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> You know, it was just one of those. And I, I'm glad I didn't have that pressure from, from anyone, but I realized that I put a lot of pressure on myself Mm -hmm. and because of the learned experience and the years and all of that, I kind of feel like felt then that I should have done things differently, but now 
listen, I am, I am loving life. I am loving, loving life right now. And it has not anything to do with this daggone ostomy. I mean, yes, it did save my life. Am I grateful for it? Absolutely. I see it differently. I see it differently now, mm-hmm. but I'm living my life. Like I'm happy. I, I, I'm doing, I'm serving people that I, that I'm supposed to serve. Like as far as community is concerned, I am, you know, doing things. I, I was able to see my daughter go through graduation and of from college and become a mom. I mean, her water broke right in front of me, you know, right. going through those experiences with her. Uh, and even just going through the experience of living alone and being the empty nester and, and seeing what that's like having opportunity. I am, I am, I am okay. I am okay. That makes me take a breath. Yeah. Because, you know, because, because we are friends there in the beginning, I, when when we when we connected you could tell that it was like this is this is stupid I don't want it I don't want to like that's where your mental state was like I don't want this I just want to lay in my bed I don't care I hate it nothing is good absolutely Absolutely. all of those things um but it was very new then it still was very new Mm -hmm. um and because I remember we had we were having a talk one day and I was like, well, maybe you should connect with some people on Facebook. Like there, there's a group mm-hmm. for everything. And you were like, I don't want to talk to no group. What do they know about? And I was like, okay. You were so um, right. But it's because of you and your and your not insistent, but that's just the knowledge that you that you that you shared. You know, I didn't know that there was a group ostomates and then we have ostiversaries and (laughs) I didn't know anything about that and now I am a part of that but that's but that is because I heard you and I no longer wanted to be in that negative space that I was in so I then chose to do something better for my life with my life and because I did not do it well when I was 47, when I was in that feeling of not feeling well, I didn't, I didn't take care of me. Yeah. So thank you for that because I, thank you. we communicate on a regular basis within my, within my ostomy group. There's one here in Pittsburgh. Um, they, they meet once a month. If they don't get to meet in person, they meet virtually, you know, this is an experience. And it, and it let you know that it wasn't just you. Cause I remember we had a talk one time and you were saying like, nobody, but, and I was like, well, they didn't create the department when you got sick, did they? And you like, <laughs> the pause, like, hmm. mm-hmm. but that's how you feel. You feel like I'm the first person. They just had to figure this out. And um, one of the things is you, you have a rare, um, well, not a rare, but it's not the the typical procedure of um, an ostomy, right? Like there's a there's right. 
Okay, so because of that, it also gave you the allowance to be like, well, there aren't many people who have it like this, you know, it's like, mm -hmm. you know, this thing and many people didn't have it, you know, at the holiday and many people, right. you know, all of those things that you get when you do these things. And I don't, I feel like, I know you're saying thank you to, to me, but at the same time, when, when I was sick and then I came home and I was, um, when I came home and I needed to get insulin and insulin is mad expensive. It is mm -hmm. ridiculously expensive for something that people need every single damn day. And mm -hmm. I was on the phone with you like, I'm, I'm just going to die because mm -hmm. I can't afford this. I, I don't even know why they sent me home because yeah. they saved me for me to die. I can't afford this. And it was you who was like, did call this person they will get you connected, mm -hmm. which put me on a road to change my life. And right. so I don't feel like you owe me a, a thank you. I think that that was my thank you. I mean, I think that I gave you the conversation after you put me on the road to, to change my life, but I think it's all the same for me. I, mm -hmm. I, I'd had, I did not know what I was going to do about medic medicine that I needed three times a day right a lot of it yeah, that's major and, um you know and and speaking about the embarrassment like I felt that embarrassment like I I relate to that because um but I did know that I was um fat I knew that and there wasn't nothing okay. I could say about that and so I was just like what am I going to do? I was embarrassed. Mm -hmm. I knew that everybody who came to visit me, once they heard about diabetes, everybody was just going to be like, yeah, you're fat. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And so I didn't, I, I, I didn't even feel like I had the right to complain. Yeah. Yeah. And to yeah. who? And I'm part of me also part, even though I know this my own fault but part of me wanted to be like why y'all let me be so fat and ain't nobody said nothing like in a <laughs> constructive way right right sure because uh, i'm here and with my predicament um i'll just be honest today i was leaking out my body was leaking out i was leaking out okay mm -hmm. for days and Nobody was like, no, we just call a 911 on you. Mm -hmm. I, on the day when I was, what could have been my last day, uh -huh. I was literally stumbling around, bumping in the furniture, trying to get from my room to the bathroom, back to my, I was hitting, I was, this was the noise and it still was just letting me walk around. Um, I think people just, I think sometimes I, I do believe that there are times where people really don't know what to say to us. You don't know what to say, but I want to say today, mm -hmm. when you see the people at this point, I'm at a point of saying, call, call the paramedics anyway. Yes. Call yes. the paramedics anyway, because 
I know that for me, let let you be mad at me, don't talk to me and be alive, then you be dead and I be like, dang, I should have called. And I'm not saying that we are not ever going to experience moments like that. So in the meantime, <laughs> before experiencing, live. Yes. And let people know what your wishes are. Yeah. And 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 create for yourself create a safe space for your person to have that conversation with whomever not waiting for someone else to create a safe space for you to have a conversation about you and your wishes and your thoughts and you know what you would want and how to take care of you you tell people and even if it's uncomfortable for them to hear you are okay with that you have to say it i have to say it I should have said it. I should have said it in the beginning. I was with I was with my parents. Mm-hmm. My dad drove us back to the train station or however it is that I came in. And I mean, I was doubled over. Can but I, I kept on saying, I kept on saying, no, I'm, I'm I'm I'll be fine. Because you know what? I was, I was I was breathing, I was walking. I was, I was communicating mm-hmm. and I, I'm in a situation where the family never had to deal with such health issues or anything like that. And in their head, I can take care of me. I'm 47 years old. Mm-hmm. I've been doing this without them since I was 18. So they don't know when when Jen is not well and and what she does and how she handles it. Hell, I did not handle that whole situation well. But I have to tell you that yes, today I'm grateful for the friends and family and and extended that I have because it gives me pr- even more purpose. Mm-hmm. Right? It gives me even more purpose. I'm let's see, my birthday is in February. I'll be 52 and I am definitely looking forward between now and then to do and experience some great things literally day by day, day by day by day, because when I die, I die. I'm not going to know when I'm not going to be like, oh man, I should have done, <laughs> I should have done this or I should have done that. Or No, mm-hmm. when you go, you go. And experiencing the things that you and I have experienced with the family that we have, our children, our grandchildren, now that I'm a grandmother. Hey, my grandchild. (laughs) Hey. (laughs) Uh, And I don't know, just, just the development of friendships and, and all of that. I want to be able to be in, in the moment of everything. I have to share with you before we go that there was, I shared with a coworker a few days ago about the list that you and I have, well, that I, I've been writing and then I shared with you about just creating a list of things that you would like to do. You have not because you've asked not. And so create a list and she 
she texted me over the weekend. I didn't think she was going to do it, but she texted me over the weekend and she says, this has been the most, one of the most therapeutic situations, therapeutic assignments is what she said mm-hmm. that I've ever had to deal, had to do. She says, thank you so much because now I have to sit and really think about me and not think about anyone else because that entire list is about what you wish want to do so do you want to do you want to talk about do you want to talk about the list and and where it came from and everything like that sure I can I we can talk about that so the list is I I got that from a Steve Harvey talk one of his one of his little snippets I I wanted I don't know if it was on TikTok or whatever it was on it was a very short snippet. And he said that he recommends that we write down 300 things, make a list of 300 things that you would like to do or that you want. And he says, there, there's nothing too small and there's nothing too big. Whatever it is that you want, manifest it on that paper and then work towards, work towards it. And as you write an experience, then you can check it off your list. He says, it's not a bucket list. Mm -hmm. It's not, I want to do this before I die. It's, I want to do this because this is what I want to do. And I am going to work towards, do whatever I have to do to, in order to accomplish these goals, if you will. And I just, I heard that and it really struck me. It was the first time that I really took that as an intentional love affair that I'm going to have with myself to write down my wants and nothing is too small and nothing is too big. So 300, if you can get to 300, that's great. If you can get to 10, that's great. It's 10 more. Well, it's 10 more. The challenge is 300. Yes, you're right. You're right. I think that that there is an importance in not settling before you get to 300. The reason why is because listening to him tell it, he was saying the first 100 going to be easy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Once you get past 75, it starts to get scary. So you yeah. can't say you only want to do 10 because 10, 10 come easy. You could think of 10, things. 10 does come easy, but, 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 but Danny, we also have to give, give credit where somebody's actually starting it. And right, I guess it's an encouragement. Give permission to stop at 10. Sure. 10, I you agree. Not stop at 10. 10 I does agree. not push you. You yeah. have to push to the 300. Now here's the thing. We both have started this. You started it before I started it. Neither one of us is at 300 yet. So the 300 do not, the the thing is that 300 does not come immediately. Not at all. Not at all. But when you get to 100, you still, when you get to 50, you're looking at the 50 like, this good. No. No, it isn't. Because there are more things you want to do. And one of the things that, one of the things that really helped was somebody else gave not knowing that I was doing this, not knowing anything, but somebody else posted mm-hmm. ways to break those things down. So you dream wow. your first 50 are very broad. 
right? Everything you right. you could be like, oh, I want to travel. I mm-hmm. want to, uh, I want to finish school. I mm-hmm. want to. Mm-hmm. Um, not specific, right? I want to, I want to, I want to go on a date, right? You can say those three things. Say you think, say those three things. Mm -hmm. You could break that down to, I want to travel every winter. I want to travel every season. I want to travel to warm places. I only want to travel, you know, I want to travel across the sea. I want to go to specific places that takes you further on your list. Yes, it does. Because you will start to narrow down what you want. Because we, number one, I don't know about you. I can't speak, well, I can't speak for you, but I can speak for me. And up until last year, I didn't even think about dreaming. Yeah. About dreaming for myself. I didn't mm-hmm. even think about dreaming. Mm-hmm. I have been in survival mode for 25 years. I spent 25 years in survival mode, just just trying to make sure the kids eat dinner doesn't it feel good though doesn't it feel it's feel kind of weird a little bit unsettling and and that's why i say push for the 300 because there is a scary place when you literally when i got to 75 80 probably for me it was like 80 where i was just like can i say (laughs) these things out loud i'm only talking to me and I was afraid to tell myself yes. that it yes. was okay to want the things that were coming to my mind. It changes your life. Do not stop at 10. Do not stop at 100. Push for 300 because it does change. It changes how you look at outside. Yes. Yes. I like the way you it said changes that. changes how you look at outside. I agree. Because outside becomes smaller in this moment because you know that there's a bigger place to be. Absolutely. When we, when we, I know for just the two of us and having near death experiences, the world closes in so small Mm -hmm. because you're trying to survive that it becomes so very small. And your only focus is that thing that happened and you live in what happened to you for a long time because you don't have somewhere to tell it to. You don't have somewhere to talk about it. You don't have the, because people are around you all the time and you okay, you good, are you okay? Did you check your numbers? Did you check your Constant body? chatter. Mm-hmm. That you, I, and, and you know, I've said this and I'm about to start, I'm about to start giving um, uh, um, vocal therapy because you want to just yell out. I hate this. I don't want to be here. I don't want to do this. I want my old life back. Even though it wasn't great. That's why I was here. That's how I ended up here. But like, <laughs> right. Absolutely. I want it all back, Lord. Like, you know, and you don't get a chance to do any of that. So the world just starts, the walls get very, very small. It when does. you do this list, it starts to push back walls because you have to keep on pushing to be like, okay, I don't want to say I see what's next. What else am I going to add to the list? Pushing and pushing opens the space. It opens, it, it, it provides openness, right? A sense of an entry to discover more, to write more. I was stuck at 75. I was stuck at 75 because like you said, you have to give yourself permission. Like it's okay, but I did not know that it was, it felt, it felt uneasy. 
Yes. It didn't feel very great. It yes. felt challenging. I almost didn't continue because I said, how can I write this mm -hmm. on this paper? Knowing fully well that no one will see my list unless I choose. I could write anything. So I had to give myself permission. Now I'm not that much further along, but I'm like at <laughs> I'm like a hundred and I don't know, maybe a hundred and twenty something. Because I did stop for a while. I haven't worked on it in, in a while. But I I promised myself this week I will continue working. As I think of something, I'm going to write it down. I've actually carried my list with me so that it's I don't have to wait until I get home to write the to write it down. And I know some people say, "Oh, just write it on your phone." If that's what you want to do, then you go right ahead and do that. The end goal is to document it. How write it, think it, think it, write it and know that it is very possible for you and allow yourself to be in the space where you can say, these are the things that I want for myself. And, and like you said, mine, I, I will say that mine is at 125 right now. Mine is, mine is on my phone notes. Um, but that's <laughs> how I, that's how I, that's I, how you function. Uh, um, I got and it. Mine was very much there. There were things that I was thinking and I was thinking, I can't ask for these things based off of who I was, mm. right? I felt like, how dare I now start being like, you want to do this? Like you was, mm. you was this person just three years ago, you know, sure. you was right. this, you were doing this just four years ago, last year, you know? Mm. And so there, you know, there are, there are, you know, the big things, like one of the things on my list is I want to meet Janet Jackson. Anybody who know me know <laughs> that if I meet Janet Jackson, you could take me tomorrow. But um, it was that, you know, but also on my list, it is, um, I've never had, I've never had a gown. I just want to have a gown. Oh. And so like, that's not a huge thing, you know, but it's a huge had, thing, but I've never had one. So what I'm just saying is like, put on your list. Don't go to. Don't limit. Thinking that the small things are not list worthy because the smaller things are list worthy. Um, I would say that I, one of the things that I have on my list I have a real silver necklace, rope necklace. I was very specific in that. And someone may say, well, you could just go ahead and get that. I sure can, but today I don't have it. So this is on my list of things that I would like to have or I'd like to accomplish. I am not asking someone to purchase it for me. I am just saying, this is what I want. And once I get it, I will be able to check that off the list. Yes. And it's that's a real great list, challenge. The list is a great challenge. It is. I, I love it. And it makes you, it gives you more, not that people don't have purpose, but sometimes you don't even realize that you're pushing towards purpose at mm. any time 
until you see things that you want to do. When you put them down, then you, even if you ain't looking at it, you start remembering like, because <laughs> like one of my things on my, on my list, one of my things was like, I want to um not eat sweets more days out of the week than I do eat sweets. Right. Okay. Okay. Because. <laughs> Yes, I had weight loss surgery. I can't have a bunch of sweets, but I might get a little junior the the uh bite size snack size tw tw uh Twix. I might eat one today. I might mm -hmm. eat two tomorrow, right? So in my mind, it's like maybe I should only do it on Fridays because I didn't complete it the week, or you know uh -huh. Sunday because I'm about to start a week or whatever. But when I eat the Twix now, I'd be like, how many days this week did I have the Twix? <laughs> is or this day four is this <laughs> it makes you think about what you want to do it's like intentional it's intentional, it's intentional. it makes your mind it. reach it may, you have to you have yes. to keep going you get the 60 and 70 look back at the 60 and 70 and if you can't think of nothing narrow down those things be yes. more specific about them be more specific. Put colors in there the color of something that you may want the name of the city state country that you may want to or street that you may want to to go to i have a friend who her son passed away and her son's name is tyler and she decided she's also a um, biker so she decided that she is going to visit every place that has a street name that has tyler or a city that's named Tyler or a portion of the country that's named Tyler. That is her intentional journey. And I feel like that is the intentional journey of the, um, compared to the intentional journey of the list. The list is an intentional journey that we put ourselves on and that it's a real safe space because it cannot be scrutinized by anyone. And as you're writing it, you're not even going to scrutinize your own writing or your own thoughts. It's going to be more of, oh my, well, at least for me, it got to a point where I was excited about thinking, not even writing it, but the thinking of it. it that was so cool to me. It becomes, it, it is a freeing experience. It's scary as hell. It is. Because it push you out your comfort zone. Your comfort zone is to think about the, the quick, easy things you could do, you know? And then once you get out of that, then you have to think of, you have to be for real and like put down the things that you dream up in your head, that you imagine in your head. You got to put them down like on paper or on your you know, on your phone, however you do your list, you, you have to, you have to write it out, you know, or type sure. it, which is not the same as thinking it inside your head, right? Because right. it becomes realer when you take it outside of your head, even if you're typing it on your phone, you are still putting words together to say it. Once those leave, then you have the freedom to think of other things. What else can I think of? Can I really think of these things? Like, right. Right. Well, it, that in itself is a challenge, yeah, isn't it? It's the challenge to give yourself the permission to think of more mm -hmm. for yourself, because we all think like this thing right here. If I if I could do this, you know, I know on my feed a lot it comes up like oh, so if there wasn't if if money wasn't an issue, what's the uh -huh. thing you would would do right? 
if money wasn't the issue, if time wasn't the issue, if space wasn't the issue, if family wasn't the issue, write mm -hmm. them all down. If you mm -hmm. didn't, if you didn't have the responsibility of your children, what would you do in the next 30 days? If they just said, kids is taken care of, don't matter, don't worry about it, go do. What would you do? What are the things you would try? What things would you try that you just don't want to tell anybody else that you would like to try? Tell yourself out loud. Right. It That's changes right. it because it becomes real. You might really could do that. You might really could. Absolutely. And it's it's giving, it's giving, is giving us permission, giving yourself permission to think, to explore, to wish, and to have positive feelings around the thoughts. That's really, really, really cool. And I do hope that anyone who's listening would actually try it, right? Try it and then comment, let us know, let, let, you know, let, let us know what it is that you're doing and how it affected you. Because I think this is a, that's such a powerful act. I think it's is to write down your thoughts unapologetically, write your thoughts, your wishes, your wants, and work towards getting what it is that you, that you want. Right. So I I will also add on from my list just to give people, um, because when I say I want to meet Janet Jackson, that's one of those things you try to kind of manifest, but you can't like just make how you can't get pop up on Janet Jackson and make her meet you. Right. But one of the other things on my list is that I want to try to do stand up comedy at any time they have open, open mics, open mics to do. I couldn't uh -huh. think of the word y'all. Yeah. Anytime they have open mics to do it that's something that that you could try that one could try I could try and the thing is is that I I put on my list also the permission to try and not be the greatest at mm. oh yes. I want I want to be able to try things without without the the pressure of feeling like I need to be the greatest at what I'm doing mm. or mm. it to before it to matter that's powerful that's powerful um and and that's one of those things that you can do no it, try whatever try hula hooping i i i tried hula hooping was the last <laughs> you sure did i tried hula hooping you every day for seven days bad at it horrible <laughs> but but horrible. you were consistent but you I had consistent. the expectation that I was going to get it at one point, even though I was scared. I didn't want to tell you, like, I really want to, I really want to learn how to do this, but I can't, I just couldn't get it. Sometimes I think as black people, we have the expectation that excellence should always be the goal. Yes. Right. Yes. That puts a lot of pressure on you. If excellence should always be the goal. Excellence does not always have to be the goal. Sometimes just coming out of your comfort zone and trying the thing and letting you yourself know that you have put your best foot forward, whether that looks like excellence for other people, whether that is the best of what it is, because you're always going to see people who doing it better. So what mm. do do put on your list? I want to try. That's right. Three things. I don't care what the things are. Try three things and they don't got to be excellent. Tyler Perry be out here making movies all the time. They not excellent and he know it. <laughs> Facts. He know it. <laughs> and he has said, this is what you get from what I do. If you, the people who like it, like it. And the people who don't, it ain't for them. And that's fine. Sure. I'm not trying to be an Oscar winner. I'm trying to be me over here winning the people who like what I do. Mm -hmm. That 
is the goal to just be be honest with yourself that list makes you be honest with yourself. You ain't got to share it with your spouse. You don't got to tell. This is one of those things you don't got to tell your spouse you're doing. Now, I think it would be great to let your spouse do it, you know, tell them about it, to have them do it. Your person, your spouse, your your lover, whatever, you know, to see if they would be willing to, to challenge themselves too. Because that, like, learning that, the, the other person is like, I'm in on that. Like, yeah, that's was, sexy that is <laughs> it's hot like it really is yes it like, is yes it is like okay okay we're drink like you want i know i know and you don't have to You're share so right. this but being able to share the list is 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 a really nice space to be because you know then that that's a safe space you know that they feel safe with you and you feel safe with them if you can share it but either way just being like let's do this thing and all you have to do is be like, I'm on 74. What you got? You don't even tell them. Don't tell what right. it is. Exactly. Got, you don't have to give them 97. The, the thoughts, right. Because Just the number. It keeps them moving and it keeps you moving. Because if you hear the other person has 43 and you got 37, you're like, well, if they could think of 43, I probably could think of 43. Let me think. Of, and, and it's not a competition, but it's just going, if they it's have- a motivator. Yes, it's motivating that then there may be, then I can probably get there. And I think that that is good. Well, I agree with you. I want to say something else going back to, you know, the health and whatnot is because having this conversation and maybe, maybe I need to put this on my list is be the burden that you keep, that you say to yourself, you don't want to be to your family or friends because you really are not being a burden they don't want to see you not not here. So even though it may feel like, well, I don't want to bother everybody with my something, something, something. I know for me, I felt like, what if I go to the hospital and it ain't really nothing? What if I go to the hospital with just dehydration and all I need is a little mm -hmm. bit of food? I don't want to bother everybody with that. I'll just drink mm -hmm. some Gatorade, right? Be a burden, if that when you feel like I don't want to be a burden, that's when you need to tell somebody. That's when you need to tell somebody something ain't right with me. Mm, that's good. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. You're absolutely right. That is absolutely good goodness right there. Be a burden. Be the burden. I should put that on my I'm going to put that on my list. <laughs> you are not a burden. If you have had people in your family who you're like, well, you should have called me. I would have, mm -hmm. you deserve the same. Mm -hmm. I don't care who you are. I don't care what things you have done. I don't care how bad you have been to whoever. Be the burden. Make the call. Tell somebody you don't feel good. Tell somebody you don't feel good. And if that person don't hear you, text it to somebody okay. else. And let somebody say, yeah. when somebody says to you, well, maybe you should go to the emergency room. If you are afraid, be honest and say, you know, I'm scared to go. I don't, I don't even know. Can, oh, can you come with me? me? Yes. Can you, can you go with me? Or there can will you be somebody who can will go. go with me? Don't say nobody, nobody want to go. Most of the time, I just want to be honest with y'all. Most of the time when you are saying nobody want it is you are thinking of a specific person. 
Mm-hmm. And right. that person may not be the one. You you may be right. That person who is the real nobody you thinking about or those two people who are the real nobodies you're thinking about, you may be right. They may not go, but that might not be their ministry. Mm-hmm. Not so every hospital mm-hmm. person, but there are somebody and take them up on it. Yes. yes. Take them up on it. That is definitely a lesson that I learned. I learned that lesson. It struck me in the face. So I'm glad that you said that. And I'm hoping that there's anybody out there takes anything away from this conversation. Well, one of the things I'd like them to take away is your statement of being a burden, be it. Because that can save your life. And you will find out that you were not a burden, but you are now here. And that is very important. Mm-hmm. Do not think that you are not worthy of the time that somebody would take out of their day to come to the hospital with you. You are worthy of it just like anybody else. I don't care whoever this is listening. You are worthy of the time that it takes. Even if in the moment the person is like, oh, be ready. Like how long going to take you? Mm-hmm. Because they mm-hmm. are still coming. That person is still coming and you deserve. And, and that's where I mean is even if that person see it as a burden, they there be the burden. You deserve that. Yes. You deserve to be the burden. You didn't gave to everybody. You right. did for everybody. You have reserved up a bank the same way we save up for social security. You have reserved up a bank of burdened time, be it and take your time. And when they tell you that you need to stay at the hospital, stay there. Stay, yeah. Stay. Yes. Stay, because yes. the job ain't going to be there if you did anyway. The job will, listen, they will figure it out They're gonna with figure it out. or without you. They are going to figure but it out. Because of the- If you are not there, that, that job will not crumble the, the, when you pass. When and if it does crumble, then it crumbles. You can't put, you cannot be so much in a, in a mindset of everything is on your shoulders. And if you just let your shoulder down just a little bit, it will come tumbling down. They will find somebody to pick those up and who can hold them up. They may not be able to have held them up for the 12 minutes that you did, but they were able to hold them up for six or seven. So they're going to let people do the work and figure it out so let it go go take care of yourself love on yourself go love on hospital let them take as listening to to jen today when you know you do not feel good even after they have said go home go back go back to them or go back to another hospital and say i still don't feel good I still don't feel good. You deserve for them to take care of you. You do. You deserve for them to take, embarrassed or not, you deserve for them to take care of you. No more embarrassment, not from this camp. (laughs) And, and, And sometimes even still, like even still, you can still be embarrassed, but you are alive to still be embarrassed. And that's the thing that matters, you know? Um. At the end of the day, you want to, the the lessons that we know now is we should have went, 
earlier. You should have stayed before. Now we had this conversation on on the last episode. Mm-hmm. Last episode, the hysterectomy episode. Um, she said that she did not feel good. And they were trying to make her go home. And she was like, no, call my doctor. And even then the nurses were like, oh, we can't find doctors. We can't find doctors. Oh my goodness. Yeah. But because she was in the medical field, she like, no, I'm not leaving. I'm not going home. Mm -hmm. And so this is your second one. If you're listening to the series, this is your second one. And if you don't feel good, do not go home. Don't go home. Seek help. Feel good make a noise and as black women we have been taught for so long that not to make a noise to just you know again humble be be humble be kind just be you know quiet they told you you fine then you fine and you're fine i don't, I don't feel good knowing fully well you're throwing up I don't and you're taken out good. of the hospital we have have to advocate for ourselves it's not easy but if there's someone in your camp who can advocate for you let them do it don't tell them you don't have the energy to do it let them say it that one friend that want to come in and read the chart and be like so they giving you what let that person be the same person when you be like i don't know i still have a headache let them say be like when they come in here to keep tell them tell them absolutely and the first time they say you got any questions look at your friend like and if you know what um danny the other thing is there may be people who don't have those sidekicks right they may not have those those individuals guess what find us on social media reach out because we can put you in touch with someone we can connect you because there is somebody for everyone there is if you, you are not on alone media Guys, I'm at the hospital. I am here alone. And I don't have anybody to speak for me. I promise you. Mm-hmm. People will show. What, where, what hospital are you at? Where are you right. at? And don't do this whole, I don't want people in my business type thing. Because let me tell you something. When you go, we all going to know. We're going to know all your business. <laughs> <You're- laughs> all your business. <laughs> You are so right. Somebody's so going right. to tell like, oh, and then she fell over. Somebody telling it and then the story going to keep going and, you know. And guess what? It's going to keep going without you. You can so create you your own narrative. To be the burden that you are afraid to be. Be it. Be it loud. I don't yes. feel good. I need to go to the hospital today. If I had to do it all over again. You'll be able to hear me all the way from here to North Hills. <laughs> You'll be able to hear it. If I if I had to do it all over again, I would have just gone. I would have gone. Same. Which is which is um, why now I am more aware of me. I'm more aware of my body. I am, and I am I am excited to be able to do whatever it is that I need to do to make me happy, to make my body happy, to make my mind happy. I love me. Today, I love me. Mm-hmm. And I love me enough to scream and holler for somebody to help if necessary. If someone, I live alone. So if someone doesn't hear from me, 
I got keys. Within the day. I'm sorry? I got keys. I'll be over there <laughs> at this point. <laughs> so it's, uh, but again, it's important to say things out loud. Yep. So. Be heard. Be heard. Don't be afraid to. Is there anything else you want to say? I think this was good. Oh, I think this was really great. I agree. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure. I was to say, it's, it's always, always fun. It is always fun to talk about the things that some uh, many people don't like to talk about or may not think that it's important to talk about. But there's a lot of things that's going on within our age group. And I think this is a great platform for folks to be able to share their experiences. So thank you for having me. No, thank you. Um, do you want to um, speak about, do you want to just mention the name of maybe the uh, Facebook Ostomy group, just in case somebody may be looking for something, even if it's not for them specifically, but to help a family member? Is there anyone that you would suggest? There are several groups. You can actually uh, go in and research the name of your, put the name of your city, and then you can put ostomy groups okay. and something, something can come up or you can put in ostomy support groups. And sometimes you'll get, you can even have ostomy support groups from different countries. There's, there's one that's a, like a, a United Nations type one where you'll get perspective from a lot of people. So there's just write in, type in ostomy support. And then you can have, you can go through and see which one that you relate to most. Yeah. And also is, I know that on TikTok, um, there are lots of, if you, if you search the hashtag, Mm -hmm. um ostomy you can get a lot of people who are um helping to um not not make fun of but maybe make light of uh, experiences and um show different products that people use and um you know show the 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 far corners of capability that you can you know of possibility of life that you know you of life after an ostomy or yeah. with I mean with an ostomy yeah and whether it's an ileostomy whether if it's a colostomy there are several people are exercising biking having children mm -hmm. um be, meaning becoming pregnant they are traveling mm -hmm. and to know that we all have that in common. And these, these are different ways that you can still live your life. It is absolutely breathtaking mm -hmm. to know that you are not alone. You are not alone. That it's is not a death sentence. It's a life-saving, it's a life-saving procedure. Mm -hmm. And there are a lot of people who are dealing with the same things and they, the same, literally the same things they think about what kind of products to use and they <laughs> you have conversations about that it, it's there are people who are celebrating 28 years of 
wearing an ostomy, 30 years of wearing an ostomy, one year of wearing an ostomy, and everyone is there to encourage. There's no negativity on any one of those pages. There's just encouragement and information resources. Nice. Nice. Yes. You are not alone. There's somebody in the world who in some way can share in your experience. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, thank you so much again. I know I say thank you all the time and I be bothering you every day like, oh, the... Oh, the you're podcast, welcome. The podcast, it's great. the podcast. <laughs> this is what I want to do. But um, I, I really do appreciate you and your support at oh, all. You're welcome. Um, Always be a part of the village. I need one. My pleasure. <laughs> you know, I'm spacey. So <laughs> that's okay. Back together. I don't never know so where my much. glasses are. So um, <laughs> now you know this part of the show. Oh, <laughs> I know you thought you was going to get out of it because we didn't talk about gray hair, but oh. um, this is the part of the show that I love so much. <laughs> what is your song? Um, for My anybody who song. wait a minute, let me let me just intro it real quick for anybody who is new to listening to the series. I always like to ask my guests what song is representative of them at the moment and because Jen has been a guest already she thought she was going to get away with this because she already gave us a song however mm -hmm. that was a good month ago and we don't know that that's her the, the representation of her today so what song does your spirit feel or your body feel today uh oh is I found my song. <laughs> as soon as you said it, I thought, oh no. And you know, I, I love the 90s. I love 90s um, R&B. And so I would say it would be Brandy, I Want to Be Down. Yes. Okay. That's what it is. On the list. If you're new here, I'm working towards putting together a playlist of the guests because music runs everything for me. I can't do most of anything unless I have some music. I need to listen to music before I do things. Sometimes I need to listen to music after I do things to wind down. I listen to music before I go to work. I listen to music when I go to, before I go to bed. I need to hear a little bit of music because that's just what runs my spirit at all times. It, it keeps me at ease. So I always know that there's a song in everybody's spirit and it don't have to be your favorite song, just what you feeling at the moment. So I want to be down by Brandy. I love it. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Especially it making it's making me laugh because you sing songs randomly all the time and I never heard you sing this song, but it feel like it makes sense for you. So <laughs> I, does. I, I, it love does. It. I love it. I love it. Great. Um, okay, so um, you know, this will be out. This one will be out this week. So just to be honest with you, you coming out on Wednesday. I'll send you the the um I'll send you the um the link. Link. Girl, I'm trying to tell you, I don't know words. I don't know words, but <laughs> but it's um, time to say goodnight. <laughs> it is time to say goodnight. Thank you for your time. I appreciate it. You want to tell the people goodbye. 
Goodbye, people. <laughs> Looking forward to sharing with you next time. I'll talk to you later. Alrighty. Bye-bye. As usual, the conversation is always interesting here. Don't forget to check me out on social media, Instagram, TikTok. And sometimes if you're lucky, you'll find me over on Facebook. This will be out again. We will be here next week as usual. It is a great time to have a conversation with these people. Share it with your friends. Share it with your sisters. Share it with your coworkers. Share it with your family. Let the talks begin. <laughs> You've been listening to the Just Saying Podcast with me, Danny.